0: everybody welcome to an exciting new bonus episode of brown eyed unicorn i'm your host hannah brown welcome back um i decided to do a bonus episode this week because i'm at a point with all of this and i'm sure y'all are too where i'm just kind of fucking over it and i mentioned this in previous episodes but i've been having a lot of just feelings coming up and again i think we all have And my friend Logan, friend of the pod, Logan Cochran, um, has been alone in quarantine, which is a totally different path than the quarantine path I've been on. So I decided to check in with him and, you know, fucking record it because I feel like these... You know, little catch-up, check-up sessions with friends can be really relatable for people. And we had this really fun conversation, yes, about how we're like handling all this and how we're feeling, but then it sort of deviated into talking about grief because we both lost a parent. And a lot of my own feelings about my mom have come up in all of this because of just all the stillness and all the downtime. And Logan's had sort of a similar experience as well. And the conversation sort of organically took that turn. And with Mother's Day coming up, I've been wanting to have an episode that sort of digs deep into grief. And that organically happened with my conversation with him. So... You know, I love to laugh. I love Bravo, but I also really love to keep it real. And I'm hoping that our conversation, as much fun as we had having it, can also hopefully offer you all a little bit of healing and support in whatever feelings you're in at this point in all of this. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to introduce, without further ado, my conversation with my dear friend of the pod, the lovely, the hilarious Logan Cochran. We're recording? We're recording now.
1: Hannah is recording the call.
0: I'm recording the call. You give me your consent just so we yes, know I that.
1: Have. Yeah. Hannah A. Brown, you can record this phone call.
0: Thank you so much, Logan. Logan, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, I mean, I say good, but I'm like, is anybody? Yeah. No. Um, I mean, all things considered, like, Um, after dealing with now for six weeks, the, um, human torture device that is, um, California unemployment department. Yes. Um, I finally got that figured out (gasps) like, like two days ago.
0: Oh my God. Do you feel like a huge weight has been lifted off your shoulders? Cause that's how I felt.
1: Yes. I like, I was, I was dropping off my car to get an oil change and I as I, I, was, I was like pulling in, I got a, a they called me
2: <clears throat>
1: and I was like, wait, who is this? Who is this? And they're like, we're calling from EDD. I was like, oh my God. <gasps> and I thought they were either going to tell me like, sorry, you don't qualify. Or I thought they were going to tell me like good news. And luckily they told me good news. Oh my God. <laughs> I was so relieved. And literally what I've been trying to fix myself for the last six weeks through like emails and like 200 phone calls a day was Mm -hmm. literally taken care of in a two minute phone call.
2: Oh,
0: it's just getting a hold of someone that's the real troll of all of this. So now that you have it figured out, like, are you tempted to just like spend it up and like get some candles?
2: Um,
1: I have actually bought candles I've bought. Well, I don't actually have my debit card yet, but like, I'm just like, banking on the fact that I believe it'll be here soon. And Um, also, like,
0: the Toms have been, like, helping you all, which is really cool.
1: um, I don't know two sweeter men than Tom Sannibal and Tom Schwartz. That's incredible. Um, I mean, first of all, like, to go out of their way and, like, obviously, like, everybody has time right now, but, like, to dedicate as much time as they did,
2: Mm -hmm. um,
1: just to, like, raise money for the staff at tom tom It's a big staff there's like i want to say like close to 70 of us like and i went to everybody it was like um front of house back of house management like everybody got an even share and it was
0: that's amazing awesome.
1: yeah i mean i was like oh like okay this like pays my bills for the month like now i'm i'm chilling now
0: that's great. I mean, and like, no shade to you, but like, I don't always turn to the cast of Vanderpump Rules when I think of like who are the best people on this planet, whose moral compass <laughs> points north. And you know, you know, I truly think that people's true essences are rising to the surface in the midst of all this. So I don't yeah. know. And good for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was. It's just very like a very nice thing to do.
0: Totally, for, and like, I mean
1: people who I don't who don't have to.
0: Right. Right. And I mean like I'm sure that for them there's also like a level of uncertainty with like when the fuck are we going to film and like what's going to happen with our show. So yeah. to like be able to put that aside to raise money for other people just like
1: it's a good yeah. thing to do.
0: I I love that for you and for them.
1: Yeah. It was really sweet. They just had a wanna... reunion yesterday
0: via Zoom. Yeah. No, don't do this to me. Okay. I want I think
1: it's going to be I think it's going to be good from like what? The I've scoop, heard, yeah. I mean, not so much like scoop, but like because I was like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to watch the reunion where it's like everybody's face is just like this. Yes, I was like that's gonna be really annoying. Like how I, I sort of feel like watch what happens live is right now. It's like, yes, just like faces.
2: I it's can't like, watch I'm, it.
1: I like I'm not into that. From what I understand, it it looks as like professional as I guess you can do via Zoom.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm interested to see how this reunion goes. I mean, like we have so many new people in the cast that have never done a reunion. Yeah, And there's a lot of shit talking like from the OGs, like behind the scenes about the newbies. So like, I want to get all of them in a room and or in a zoom in a room or a zoom to (laughs) confront all of it. But is it like weird for you to like, like view the show kind of knowing to some degree how the sausage is made? You did great work in the softball game, by the way.
1: Thank you so much. My <laughs> goal of that softball game, at first I wasn't into it. And I was like, softball?
0: That's how I, I, was, as I was a viewer. I was really
1: excited about it up until I got there and I was like, oh no, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after like a couple of white claws, I was like, fuck okay, it, I'm going to go hit some balls. Totally. Um, I hit one, which was my goal for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, um but no like i it sort of like takes you out of it like because there's no like you sort of like know what's gonna happen so it's like there's not as much incentive i think to watch
0: yeah do you ever watch it though and you're like oh that happened at that party i wasn't even like over there when that happened like are you ever like oh shit i missed that
1: uh, yeah i mean obviously there's so much stuff that i'm not at but like yeah. bigger like group gatherings i'm usually at and i usually know what's going on.
2: Mm-hmm. Um
1: but I also feel like that makes up a bulk of the show anyway,
0: yeah, totally
2: <sighs>
1: yeah.
0: I wanted to ask you what um coping mechanisms have you turned to in your quarantine journey I
1: have with the except with the exception of i want to say like two maybe three nights um I've had at least a bottle of wine every single night since it all started great um. Sometimes it's like two bottles.
0: No
2: judgment.
1: Um, actually, one of my favorite things um, there's like a lot of these like weekend festivals on YouTube
2: mm-hmm. <clears throat> with
1: all of these like DJ sets and all of these like DJs streaming online like from their living room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have like this group text with like four of my friends, and we literally are just like pretending we're at a music festival.
0: Oh, that's fun. That's, like, your scene. You, like, live for a music festival moment.
1: I know, and I'm, like, I'm bummed because I'm missing... I mean, Coachella's out... Like, Coachella's not happening this year. Like, they should just call that already. Mm -hmm. Um, But Life is Beautiful, which is, like, my favorite festival in Vegas. Like, that just got canceled. so So, yeah, it's, like, really fun. And it's obviously not the same, but it is sort of, like, a... It makes you kind of feel like you're actually hanging out with people Mm -hmm. if you like pretend hard enough.
0: Yeah, it's like a shared experience. Yeah, I have this this holiday that I invented like years ago called Redo Years, and it's basically like for all my like service industry friends, it's like the weekend after New Year's Eve. Everyone had to work or like just hated their New Year's Eve. Like we all get dressed up and go out, and then just all pretend as a group that it's New Year's Eve, and like everyone has to play along. I haven't done it in a few years, but I think it's a genius idea. But that's like the same idea as all of this where it's like just pretend that like you're at a music festival with your friends and like we'll have fun it's like mind over matter but it does all like really fucking suck and it's really crazy how much of this like just how many day-to-day interactions we all took for granted like before this shit happened
1: i mean fully like waiting on tables like oh my god i never thought like here's the thing i i enjoy that like process and that interaction and i'm very Mm -hmm. like meticulous and I like I'm like okay well they sat down so I'm like it's like very like order of operations for me Mm -hmm. and I'm like I want to know everything like goes good beginning to end I want to know that but like I miss like the really stupid like small talk especially being at Tom Tom like I've there have been points where I've like joked I was like if I hear the word Vanderpump one more time like if one more person asks me where the Toms are and like, I'm gonna walk out. But like now, I was like, I would kill for somebody to ask me where the Toms are.
0: I know. Oh man. I mean, but the the other side of this is like, I think it's hard right now to wrap our heads around the fact that like this will be over someday. Like this isn't just yeah. like life forever. Like we're, it's not the Hunger Games. Like it's gonna be okay. But like that being said, the uncertainty of it is what's so overwhelming. But there is gonna be time. Where you're at a music festival, like sweating your ass off in tie dye with your friends.
2: Yes.
0: Ever, because you know what it's like not to have it. What's that song, that Dave Matthews song, Don't It Always Seen It All, that you don't know what you got to Is that Dave know.
2: Matthews?
0: They covered someone else doing it. I think it's Joni Mitchell originally.
1: Uh, okay. Have
0: you ever seen Dave Matthews' band live? No. Good for you. I had a friend once miss my birthday party to see Dave Matthews band for, like, the 17th time in her life. And I was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. How dare you <laughs> insult me and our friends?
1: Rude!
2: There's only, like,
1: two people that I would, like, accept for you to, like, miss my birthday. And, that, well, three people. It would be um, Britney Spears, Beyonce, or Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. But also, if those people were performing, I would more than likely be there so it's like
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: so there would be no need to miss your birthday because like that would be your birthday
1: like, that you would be it. my birthday yeah there's actually this moment four years ago for my birthday mm-hmm. um i a friend and i who my friend who lived in new york at the time or she still does um our birthdays are like one day apart and we were gonna plan like a birthday in the hamptons together
0: Uh, because
1: I had never been and like that's like a cute like I'm turning 26 birthday Mm -hmm. um and it was like my birthday is usually on Memorial Day weekend um (laughs) so I was like yeah let's do like Hamptons and then I saw like one thing on the internet and I just like ran with it and it was like some like very like cryptic like Twitter account that was like save your coins, Beyonce's going on tour. And I was like, oh my God. And I literally called my friend. I was like, I have to tell you, like, I don't think this birthday's gonna happen. I was like, I just have this like gut feeling that Beyonce is going to be going on tour and I feel like she is going to be near me around my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um and then my birthday weekend, she was in Chicago um, at Soldier Field. And that's, I drove up there to see her from St. Louis. Wow. And it was, like, three days before my birthday. And it was, like, it was, like, a perfect storm of, like, everything magical that could happen. Um, Soldier Field, obviously an outdoor stadium. Um, it was raining. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, the show got delayed, like, an hour because it was raining, but she did the entire show in the rain. There was this woman who, I guess, like, either worked for the venue or worked on the tour, um, and she went up to my friend and I, and she's like, guys, come here, come here. And we're like, what's what's up? And she's like, like, what tickets do you have? And we're like, oh, are you just, like, trying to, like, we know where our seats are. You don't have to direct us. She's like, no, like, we have, like, extra tickets and then she asked me what tickets i had and we showed her and she's like these are great tickets and i was like i know i spent almost like 400 dollars each on them um and i went into so much debt that year seeing beyonce that i'm like still paying off i saw her four times um but this is the first time and no regrets like no regrets and, um, she was like, so these are great seats, but, like, we have these tickets. And she had, like, a map. It was, like, a, like, a stage map, like, in, like, this big binder. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so these tickets are right here. And, like, that right here was the front row.
2: <gasps>
1: and she's like, if you want to, like, forfeit your tickets, like, you can trade them for these. And, um... If you get out there and you hate those seats and you decide they're not for you, um, just come back and we'll swap you out for the tickets you did have. Oh and I was God. like, mm-hmm, I think it's going to be okay. It's the front row. Um, so that was a very magical night. Um, wow. For my birthday. Yeah.
0: Wow. And simpler, Chicago
1: is, as Chicago's you know, is the greatest city.
0: The best. I... Um similar but not at all when I was like nine years old I went to the shed aquarium with my dad and my sister and I was like I already said I was nine and nine was like a tough year for me because like my parents had just divorced and then my granny passed away and so I was just like feeling down and we went to the dolphin show and I we were sitting down and I was like oh I, I wish I could like pet a dolphin that would be so cool And my dad and my sister were like, oh, yeah, I know. That would be cool, huh? And then I was like, yeah, but these are really good seats. I'm really excited for the dolphin show. And then this, like, woman, the dolphin instructor, walked into the audience and was like, do you want to pet a dolphin today and, like, help me with the show? To you? Yes. And I was like, that's literally all I've ever wanted. And so I put on these, like, big wellies and, like, walked out onto a rock and got to, like, throw a thing for the dolphin and, like, pet it.
1: Oh my god! That's I know. And so sweet.
0: It was really awesome. There's like a picture of me, like like looking awkward oh. and like smiling, like standing on the rock. I mean, now I feel very differently about like zoos and aquariums in general. Like I, they yeah. kind of make me sad these days. But as a nine-year-old, it was like fucking lit.
1: Yeah, zoos. I feel like zoos especially are like real bummers.
0: They are. <laughs> it's like. I always like look into the face of the animals and I just see the sadness in their eyes. And I'm like, I know I can't you're like,
2: like, are you okay? Yeah. I'm like, blink blink twice twice. If you're okay.
0: <laughs> yes, especially with the big cats. And I'm not even just saying that because of tiger King, like I'm a Leo, like I feel like kinship to them. And I'm like, I want to like princess Jasmine your ass and like keep you as my pet. If I knew that it wasn't going to, well, not even keep you as my pet, just like release you into the wild.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I, um, the first time I ever went to Chicago, my mom and my stepdad took me, and I was living, um, but we also went to the Shedd Aquarium, and I was like, this is the coolest place ever.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel... Obviously, you're a Britney super fan. How do you feel about her burning her gym down with
1: candles
0: as a fellow candle lover?
1: um, I mean, honestly, what I loved about that was just... How like nonchalant she was about it? Yeah, and like I was, I was talking about this um, with somebody last night. It was like Britney Spears, like burning down her gym, like for her is like a minor inconvenience. Yeah, you're like, ugh, like I have to go work out, like work out outside now.
2: Yeah, whereas like
1: if I burned down part of my home, like that would like ruin me financially for, like, years and years to come, if not the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, so I loved thinking about that. I loved how, like, she was just, like, whoopsie-daisy. Um, I also loved, she, like, one thing led to another. <laughs> you know what happens when you get, like, two candles.
0: I'm, like, I've lit, like, a bunch of candles, and I've never put putting down.
1: Yeah, I've literally... I've been... Wildly irresponsible with candles before, and nothing bad has ever happened.
0: I'm like deeply concerned for Brittany, and like I, she was a huge formative part of my like childhood. Like, I wanted to be her, I loved her, I looked up to her. Same, same, yeah. I mean, like, there's literally like a video of me with like crimped hair in my basement, like trying to sing like her, like to like, oops, I did it again, or something. Um, in like glittery, like Lizzie McGuire adjacent jeans, and like
1: a little cardigan. Um, Lizzie McGuire was everything. Everything. Wait, hold on. I don't mean to like totally like go like whatever. I was obsessed with Lizzie McGuire. Mm -hmm. Like obviously when it was airing, I think like most people my age probably were. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: If you were fortunate enough to have the Disney Channel.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I rewatched it on Disney Plus when Disney Plus came out. No, like, select episodes. But I probably watched, like, 10 or 15 episodes. Mm-hmm. But I did see a lot of people are like, wow, a lot of these, like, Disney Channel shows, like, don't age well. Mm-hmm. And that was not my concern. My concern was there was two seasons of the show. Yes! Which, like, I'm like, whoa, I thought that show lasted so much longer. Yeah. But season two, she literally graduates high school... Or middle school or middle something. Middle school, yeah. She graduates middle school. And then literally the next episode, and it's, like, this, like, big, like, buildup or, like, her and, like, Gordo. Are they, like, going to get together? Are they going to mm-hmm. start dating? Is he going to tell her he likes her? Like, what did in he h- in the yearbook? yearbook? Yeah, 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 But literally the next episode, there's another episode after that. And they're just, like, back in school. Like, nothing ever happened.
0: Are it's you the too? weird...
1: I swear to God... It's the weirdest thing, and I don't know if people talk about it.
0: Okay, because I just... You're like a Lizzie McGuire conspiracy theorist. You're like, there's something they're not telling us.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. It's like, like, did it all air out of order? Like, Because it just... I don't know. It's fucking weird. Yeah,
0: you know, that's so funny you say that, because literally, like, two weekends ago, I actually watched that yearbook episode, because I remember thinking it was, like, the best episode. I remember thinking, like... As a child, like, I was so happy that it culminated all of the, like, it was a culmination of all the best moments in one, like, celebratory episode of this beautiful show. And I think I remember, and this is granted a few weeks ago when I watched this episode and, like, you know, quarantine brains. But, like, I remember seeing an episode after it, like, when I was scrolling and being like, what's that? And then being like, I'm not going to watch that one. I just want to watch the yearbook one.
1: Yeah, it's very confusing. Like, I wonder if they, like, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I'm open to, like, any any theories or any intel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because it's not even like, oh, the next episode they're in high school. It's like the next episode, it's like they're back in middle school. Like,
0: so it's like, what kind of finale was that even?
1: Right. Or, wh- like, why?
0: why? Give us a sense of closure. Yeah, why? Um, were you looking forward to the reboot because I was
1: absolutely I was so I heard, excited. Like, what did I read in the first episode? like they talk about like like um not abortion. I feel like that's like pretty aggressive, but like mm-hmm. there was like something about like it was either it was something like casual sex or abortion, mm-hmm. and like Disney was like, no, 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 we're gonna have to uh, have to stop to this.
0: And then Hillary and the creator were like, then fuck this, we're out.
1: It yeah. Do you, an think EP. do you think it's going to happen?
0: I don't know. I saw that she was like pleading with Hulu on Instagram like a few months back. I actually got to read for that show and I was really excited. I knew I wasn't going to get it, but it was still like a moment. Yeah. Anytime the breakdown is like Kat Dennings type, then I get an audition. Other than that, no one gives a fuck. But um, it was really cool, and um, and I was I was so shocked to see that production just like stopped because when we saw all those pictures of Hillary in like thirty year old Lizzie outfits, my heart like fluttered. I
2: died.
0: I I lived. I died. I lived. So I, I know. And now it's like it just like everything in twenty twenty that was exciting, it just got taken away.
1: There was also like. There's, like, this super cut trailer of, like, all of the, like, Disney Plus, like, original content that Mm -hmm. was, like, being released this year. And then at the very end, there was, like, a split-second clip from the new Lizzie McGuire reboot. And I remember, like, reading online how everybody was, like, freaking out. And now we don't have that. Could you imagine how, like, how much easier this would all be right now if we had a Lizzie McGuire reboot?
0: I know. Are there any series on right now that you're even excited about? I'm
1: sad that I even, like, said that. What's that?
0: Are there any, like, series right now that you're even excited to be watching on Netflix that have, like, recently come out? Or are you just, like, fuck all of this?
1: I am not, like, a big binger. Mm -hmm. Um, It, like, takes a lot for me to, like, sit down and, like, watch TV. I just watched Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. I really enjoyed that. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't watch Tiger King, and I, like, sort of at this point, like, I don't want to, Mm -hmm.
2: because
1: there's just so much hype around it, and, like, that just, about, like, I don't know, Tigers.
0: I get, I get turned off by something overhyped, too. Like, I didn't see Borat until I was, like, 21, because, like, everyone in my high school was so obsessed with it, and I, like, immediately resented it.
1: I've never seen a Will Ferrell movie.
0: You're not missing out on a lot, in my opinion. No shade to Will Ferrell.
1: No, I think he's great, but I'm like... I'm,
0: I'm just not like, oh, you know what? I, yeah, like, I don't need to watch, like, Balls of Fury. Like, I don't care. Oh, my God, the yeah. puppy is right outside the window. Aw. She's just sniffing. Fuck.
1: There's, like, four dogs in my life that I've met that I've ever liked.
0: hmm I love that for you.
1: Yeah, there's this one, actually, in Chicago... Um, maybe it was a Chihuahua, I don't know, but he wasn't as yappy. Um, but his name was Winston. Shout out to Winston. I hope he's doing well. Um but I like think about him a lot. You
0: think about him often?
1: Yeah, I really do. Every once in a while, um I'll like find his owner's Instagram and just sort of like scroll until I see a picture of Winston and then I'll see that I like liked and commented like four years ago on that photo, like, there's my buddy, Uh, like, not my dog.
0: But, like, mentally and emotionally, like, you were, you were there.
1: Yeah, I don't like when dogs, like, my biggest gripe about dogs, um, I'm gonna shit on dogs right now. Oh
0: my god, you're gonna Um,
1: get (laughs) (laughs) scared. I hate when you, like, like, say you're, like, going to your friend's house and your friend has a dog. I hate when you open the door and the dog immediately, like, beelines to the door and, like, jumps on you. Like, why? Like, I don't know you like that. Um, (laughs) I just don't like that. I like a dog who's, like, way more chill than that. Like, who will play if I say, like, hey, let's play? Like, otherwise, can just, like, coexist in a room with one another.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, in general, prefer, like, a lower-energy animal. Like, even my cat is just, like, a loaf of bread that, you know, like, naps on top of me and, like, breathes, and obviously she's adorable. But, like, I I generally, like, high-energy anything, high-energy people, animals, situations, I'm not about. I get easily overwhelmed. I don't like feeling out of control.
1: Yeah. I just feel like, I mean, first of all, they're not self-sufficient, Um, they can't take themselves out. It's, like, like, it's my, like, Hannah, if you and I are hanging out, I'm not like, all right, Hannah, like, you, you ready to go to the bathroom? Like, I don't have to worry about that.
2: Like, Mm -hmm. you just
1: kind of know, and you know what to do, and you Mm -hmm. take care of it yourself. But for me, it's like, for dogs, I'm just not into it.
2: Well,
0: it's a good thing that you don't have one.
1: (laughs) This is true. I it's mean I also I I've I've had them before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I also think sort of like that's where like it's like it's like a dead parent story.
2: I oh, say
1: okay. that. Is memory like the it? reason I Yeah I mean so I like grew up with pets because I feel <laughs> like every suburban family in the Midwest like it's like two kids and a dog yeah that was like very much like my upbringing and I had like dogs and um it was like sort of every dog that we had I would like obviously get very emotionally attached to
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um and then like something bad would happen or like not always bad but like Oh, like, we're moving to this apartment complex. They don't allow pets. So then we have to, like, give our dog up for adoption. Which, Uh like, I feel like for a kid is, like, pretty traumatizing. It's, like, part of your family that you're just, like, abandoning. Yeah. That that sucked. I hated that. Yeah. Um, And then I had a pet um, who, or a dog that... Um, started having seizures, um, so we had to put her down. And then my dad adopted a dog, um, who I like got like really annoyed with because she was so loud. Um, and this is like my junior or senior of high school.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, Ugh. I honestly I remember it. It was my dad was supposed to take me school shopping to get shoes for school because the school year was about to start. And he was like, yeah, I'll be home at five. And um, he didn't get home till like nine. I was like, cool, we were supposed to go to the mall. Um, and he like came home and he was like, well, I have a surprise and it was a like, dog.
2: And you're like, but where are my shoes?
1: So in that moment, I like resented this dog, but like, I'm not like, totally like heartless so like eventually i like warmed up to this dog and eventually loved this dog who then my dad was moving so my uncle had to like take the dog to kentucky it was like every dog that i've ever loved has either died or been taken away from me to a point where it's like i think i just sort of like started resenting the idea of pets in general
0: you psychoanalyzed yourself. That's amazing. I know. And I know.
2: When, I, you,
0: when you lose a parent on top of all that, it's just these feelings of, like, both abandonment and rejection that come up. And then you're like, well, then yeah. I don't want to, like, love or be close to anything because I don't want to lose anything like that ever again.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's ultimately, like, what I think it is. Is Like, every time I've had a dog, it has not ended well. Like, why would I have a dog?
0: So now you've like, you've, like, mentally, like, talked yourself into the corner of being like, well, I don't like dogs, then, and I don't yeah.
1: want them. that makes because sense. because ultimately it reminds me of my dad, who is now
2: dead, so.
0: Oh, my gosh, dead parent club. Um, yeah. Cheers. cheers to the Cheers, spin cheers, spin. Cheers, cheers, I cheers. wanted to ask you, because I haven't really had, like, I haven't taken a ton of time to talk about this on the pod, but, like, you know, since we're in this club together, has quarantine, like brought a lot of shit to the surface for you as far as like missing your dad or like grief or any of that?
1: Um, yeah. I I think about um a lot. Like I talked to my mom a fair amount. I talked to my brother. But I feel like just in life, my dad had always been the person who was like very supportive of me no matter what and would always like support every decision I made, even if he didn't agree with it. Because he was, like, you know what's best. You have the poor. I'm here to help no matter what. Uh-huh. But he was also the person who I'd, like, call and just, like, vent to. And, like, sort of, like, we'd, like, bounce ideas off each other. And, like, we'd, like, sort of, like, talk, like, situations out. And, like, try to, like, make sense of certain situations together. Um, and, I like, we'd talk about, like, politics together and i don't really talk about that with any of my other family um so it's like it's weird and shitty not having that person who like i have friends here and i do have like other family but like my dad was the person who i was like i i was like sort of like a stream of consciousness
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: he was always like very supportive and like very like open to listening Mm-hmm. Um so I, like I really miss having that um because obviously this is like a fucking weird time and I know if my dad was here like we would probably be calling each other every single day like just like venting about our days and like yeah. trying to talk about it and like trying to like like calm each other down mm-hmm. um in moments where it gets like very frustrating and very weird and very sad and awful um so yeah I think about that a lot um yeah
0: yeah that the relationship you have with your dad sounds very similar to my relationship with my mom and like with all this downtime it's just it's so I'm realizing that like all I want is my mom like you want that like soothing comforting person to lean on and like I don't know about you but like for me I noticed this pattern where like anytime okay first of all I couldn't make a decision growing up without talking to my mom. I'd be like, should I get a frappuccino today, mom? And I would like call her and she'd be like, yeah, get the fucking frappuccino. Like I did not know. That's how
1: I was with business. my dad. Yeah. Like, so, there's no life decision that I made without like running it by my dad first. Like same. moving you an apartment, buying anything that costs over $10. I'm like, yes. well, let me call my dad. And I'm like, well, he'll he'll tell me what to do.
0: Yes. And so it's really counterintuitive in this situation where, like, all you want is to feel, like, comforted and soothed. And the one person that can do that. like can do that. And, like, for me, I've realized that there's this pattern where, like, anytime I have a decision to make or I'm unsure of something, I text, like, 15 of my friends to ask their opinions. And it wasn't until therapy, like, either this past week or the week before, where I was like, oh, my God. I'm frantically texting as many people as I can like hoping that one of them will fill my mommy void and like the acceptance that none of them will is like so overwhelming but also gave me a sense of freedom because I was like oh that's why I do that I need to stop now because it doesn't help it just gets me more overwhelmed because it becomes like a too many cooks in the kitchen kind of situation
1: yeah that's wild
0: but this is like bringing all that up because it's like, yeah, you just want to be soothed, and the one person that can soothe you isn't there. So then, like, the void feels bigger, and then you're like, I'm crying a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've had, I've had like very, like dark episodes during quarantine, mm-hmm. um, and I like tried to talk about it because I feel like if I like put it out there, it's like, I, like, it sort of like leaves me, hopefully. Um, not always the case, but like, I feel like if I talk about it, it's like, it has less power over me. Um, but I mean, this is fucking a weird time and I feel like I'm a very social person and this just like, does not feel natural to me. But I also feel like to expand on what you were saying is like, um, at least the people I know who have lost a parent, it's never like, you never hear people like say like, Oh, I lost my mom, but like it was fine. Like we weren't that close. Like it was like the people I know who have lost a parent. Like it. I mean, I think regardless of like what you, I don't, this probably actually sounds kind of ignorant, but I feel like the people I know, it's like it's something that's like really like rocked their world, and it was like you lost your parent, but like you also lost like your best friend, um, and. That's, like,
2: awful.
0: It is. And I, I think it's it's really hard for someone who hasn't lost a parent to, like, wrap their head around. And so then yeah. I, like, I find myself, like, I get in these very frustrated moods where it's, like, I'm waiting for my friends to say the right thing or my sister or my dad. And I just get more and more frustrated because I'm, like, none of you are going to say what my mom would say because none of you are my mom. Right. Think,
2: yeah,
0: it's interesting. It's, like, it's just fucking unfair.
1: Yeah, it's I I always tell people I mean who do lose somebody close to them, just, I mean, you have like two of my best friends who I like talk to every day, I have like both lost parents like um and I've like known people who have lost parents like since I've lost my dad, and I always like try to like I always tell people it's like one of my biggest things that like would always frustrate me and I'm like I preface this, like, saying, like, I know everybody who reaches out after you lose a parent. They mean well. Right. Like, nobody's calling to be like, hey, that sucks, but, like, that's life. Like, nobody yeah. says that. Um Like, I, I have learned now, like, to never say, like, I know what you're going through. is because me losing my dad was, like, very specific to me losing my dad. Right. And, like, you losing your mom was very specific to you losing your mom. So I would never say, if I lost my mom prior to you losing yours, I would never be like, I know what you're going through. Everybody's relationship is so different. Like, death is so different. Like, I would never say to somebody who, like, lost their aunt, I'm like, I know what you're going through. I've lost a parent. Like, because it's not the same. Like, every... It's different for everybody. It affects everybody so differently. So when you're like very...
0: you would never ambush someone with a psychic or a medium asking them to talk
1: to their mom. No, I would never. I would never do that.
0: I wouldn't either. Um, no, I totally get what you're saying, though. I just, I find this, like, kinship in, like, like when you and I became friends, I was like, oh, my God, you lost a parent? I lost a parent.
1: But
2: yeah.
0: it is really interesting how it really changes the way you talk about death and you talk about loss and you talk to people about death because, like, things like, sorry for your loss or I know what you're going through or these, like, regurgitated phrases that are just, like,
2: so yeah. impersonal
0: and, like, insensitive. Like, they will never leave your mouth ever again. I, like, yeah. I've found that, like, when someone loses someone, I can always say, like, I have no idea what you're going through. But I'm, like, I will be here for you in any way I can be. Or also just, yeah. like. I know I don't have anything to say that's going to make this okay, but just know that like, I love you.
1: My go-to, my go-to, um, I always, um, I always tell people who have like experienced loss. I always tell them, I never say, I know what you're going through. I know. Like, I never say that. I'm always just like, I'm in, I am incredible. Like, I feel terrible that you're going through this. Please let me know. I mean, please let me know if there's anything I can do for you, like either in person or like from afar, like from my friends back home. Is like, I will literally do whatever I can to like bring you any sort of comfort in this moment because I have no idea what you're going through. I don't know what you're feeling, Mm -hmm. Um, but I am here for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, have you ever realized, I've recently realized this too, that like, I thought, because I could freely say, like, oh, my mom died, that that meant that I had grieved her properly. And I yeah. didn't realize until recently that, like, I literally have done everything I can to avoid actually processing this loss. And on Tuesday, it will have been four years since she died.
2: Wow. I'm
0: literally like, oh, my God. I just because I can say that phrase out loud doesn't mean I've emotionally processed, like, how profound that loss is at all, which is why I've also had to make some boundaries this past year of like, when people try to talk to me about a sick person or a death or grief, I have to be like, Hey, I'm dealing with my own shit. Like I care about you. I'm so sorry. I can't, I can't be a support for anybody right now. Cause I don't know what the fuck I'm doing.
1: Yeah. uh, I, I mean, it's, it's awful. I was like, I feel like I've, like, never, like, fully, like, processed what happened. Like, obviously, there were, like, months immediately following that I was just, like, wildly upset and, like, heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, like, admittedly, I've never, like, gone through, like, the work of, like, processing and understanding and, like, trying to, like, accept it. Um, so, I mean, in turn, I usually find what's most comforting is to, like, try to, like, make jokes about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Which like,
1: It's not always the best thing, but it's, like, I always tell people, because I do, I'll, like, bring it up very candidly, or I'll, like, make a joke about it. And you see, clearly, like, the person you're talking to, like, their face drops, and they're, like, they don't know what to say. I was like, oh, yeah, my dad died. Like, whatever. And they're like, oh my god, I'm, wow, like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I was was like, honestly, I either make a joke about it now, or I just start crying. Um, So you choose which you want. Pick your point. I'm I'm fully capable of doing both. Like, I'll make you uncomfortable with, like, a dead dad joke, or I'll just start crying here. Um so yeah
0: but then if I'm also poisoned. like yeah I'm also like I'm so sorry that like my loss makes you uncomfortable <laughs> like I'm just kind of like deal with it then like if I want to make a joke to like like numb the pain not even numb the pain but like just like temper the pain a little bit then like yeah you fucking deal
2: yeah,
1: yeah
0: I, my therapist yeah be
1: glad you don't have a dead parent
0: Yeah, exactly. Then you'd
1: really feel bad about it. Yeah.
0: I mean, my therapist, like, read me to filth this last week because she was, like, she was... So when I first started seeing her, I I felt a lot of guilt and shame surrounding, like, the years that my mom was sick and then, like, the couple years after she passed away because I was just, like, reckless. Like, I was, like, shitty at my jobs. I, like got basically fired from like a couple places. I was like hooking up with terrible people. I was partying. Like I was lashing out. Like I just like wasn't good.
1: Yeah.
0: Now that things are like kind of stable, when like things started calming down, I was like I felt like this imposter because I was like I'm not someone with like a happy stable life. I'm like
2: yeah,
0: messy. Like I'm a disaster. I'm a sad person. And my therapist was like, "I would argue" that that person was actually the imposter and this person is more aligned with who you actually are because you seem a lot like this is how you're happier. But um, that being said, she basically called me out because she's like, you've distracted yourself. You distracted yourself when your mom was sick and when she died with like partying, sex, whatever. And now you're distracting yourself just as much but with healthier things by societal standards. So in your mind you reconcile with it but like you work all the time or you're like doing something social or you're at the gym like you don't just stop and it's because if you were to stop you would actually have to like think about this and like deal and I was like <gasps> wow
2: I know,
0: I know. Should I go
1: to therapy
0: yeah 100% I'll I send you the
1: everybody should place to okay go. yeah yeah whatever I'll do it
0: I'm sorry. I don't know how do it like, became this conversation, but like, I feel soothed. Are you wellness check on you?
1: Yeah, no, I, I feel like I've like talked about it way more, especially in the last like six months than I have in a long time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I would say in the last six months, I've talked about my dad and just like the loss of my dad, like way more than I did. in like the first couple of years after it happened. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't, I don't know necessarily what that means, but like to me, it I think makes me feel better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because I feel like otherwise it'd just be like bottled emotions. Um, so I have to believe it's like a healthy thing.
2: Yeah, um,
1: but, but TBD. We'll see.
0: We'll see how this all goes. <laughs> But I'm sure, like, I'm sure even people who haven't lost a parent, like, I think all this downtime just brings a lot of shit to the surface that you, you know, normally are too distracted to actually have to sit and think about.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's
0: like, it's inevitable. And I know, like, I was, like, crying to my therapist the other day, and I'm like, I know that long term, it's probably healthier, like you said, to be, like, talking about these things and acknowledging them. But it's really fucking hard, and it's really uncomfortable.
2: Yeah. Which
0: is why we all avoid doing it so much with whatever respective situations we're in.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what sucks about, like, I mean, sucks or is beneficial about right now is that you have nothing but time to deal with it.
2: Mm -hmm. Even
1: though I feel like it's ugly when it comes out, like, maybe on the other side of this, like, hopefully, like, everybody will have a little more
2: perspective
1: Hmm. Um. And maybe be like kinder people, but see.
2: Fingers
0: fucking crossed. What's um, to close this out? What is the first thing you're going to do when the quarantine is lifted? Have you thought about it?
1: Um. Yeah. So I said the other day. I think one of my favorite things slash least favorite things is like when people are like, "Okay, so if you won the lottery." yeah like what would you do and like you just like play out all these like crazy scenarios in your head you're like well first i'd like buy a house and then i'd like get my dream car and then like all of this stuff like, buy an island mm-hmm. um like for me like what are you gonna do like the moment quarantine ends is like the equivalent like 2020 equivalent of that question. Okay, well, um, fine. <laughs> yeah, I want to I wanna walk around the Grove. I want to walk around Century City Mall, my favorite mall. I love the mall. I want to work. I want to like go to work. I want to start making money again, like my own money, obviously. I want to get a fucking haircut because mm-hmm. this is not... I haven't got a haircut. I got a haircut two weeks before quarantine started Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and usually I get my haircut every week and a half and I remember I was getting my last paycheck from Tom Tom on a Friday and I was like okay as soon as I get this paycheck I'll go get a haircut and then like who knows what's gonna happen after that but at least like I'll have a haircut to like take me into the darkness Mm -hmm. and then I had an appointment for that Friday and then that Thursday night is when they announced like starting tomorrow, all non-essential businesses are closed. I was like, go fucking figure. Um, so I haven't gotten a haircut since like the beginning of March, which I realize also is not that long, but for somebody who does get their haircut like every week and a half. Well, it's, it's a, a ritual. Lot. Yeah.
0: And I'm sure it makes you kind of feel in control in some way. Like It's a ritual that you look forward to and you like the way you feel when you have that haircut.
1: Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, like, the way I look with a haircut instead of, like, not a haircut. Like, i have, like, the mirror set up, so I can't see, like, the back of my neck. So, like, mm-hmm. my neck is a mess. I'm embarrassed by it. And it's like nobody's seeing it, so
2: who cares? I think, I think you look
1: great. Dang! So it's because you can't see the back of my head. <laughs>
0: I'm going to... I think the first thing I'm going to do... But I also... Is
1: what? I also really, really... Really, I wanna get like a group of people together and just like have them like, I wanna have like, first of all, I wanna have a birthday party. I don't know if that's gonna happen. My Mm -hmm. birthday's at the end of May, but I really, honestly, I just wanna like go to dinner and get drinks with my friends. That's what I wanna do. That, like nothing sounds better. I wanna have a day where it's like, I got a breakfast with a friend, I gotta lunch with a friend, I gotta happy hour with a friend, I got a dinner with like several friends, and all of those friends from that entire day go to a bar. We, we go to a bar afterwards and we just get hammered.
0: I know. I really, really want to just like have like a spicy margarita with a salt rim on a patio with like a cute like halter top on. I've been saying this for weeks and like a great fake tan, a full face of makeup, and just be like feeling like I'm on vacation, kikiing with all my friends drunk. And, like, yes. with, like, a lot of, I want to, like, go to dinner and get, like, a fuck ton of appetizers and then still get my own entree because I don't really believe in, like, tapas style because I'm always still hungry.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, same. Unless we're ordering, like, 14 of them for the two of yeah. us, like, yeah, it's not enough. It's never enough.
0: No, I don't like, like, when I'm at a bachelorette party and they're like, should we just, like, do it tapa style? Like, let's just get a bunch of appetizers. And I'm like, well, there are 12 of us and we got, like, seven appetizers and they're all, like, different forms of ahi tuna and you're expecting me to, like, drink tonight? Like, I'm gonna die. I'm still hungry.
1: I really want to eat ceviche. Yes,
0: yeah, some cold ceviche with, like, a delicious cocktail outside with friends.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Manifest On it. A
1: rooftop. I feel like L.A. doesn't really have, like... As many rooftop bars as we should.
0: I know. Where did I go? Mama Shelter. I've been there before.
1: There's Mama Shelter. There's uh, Sky Broken Bar. Shaker. There's... There's
0: what? Broken Shaker.
1: I've never been there.
0: I think it's called the Broken Shaker. It's like downtown.
1: Um. There's a standard downtown. And then there's like-
0: also um Highlight Room.
1: I've never been there.
0: It's like Hollywood. It's by mm. like... Saint Felix and
1: Oh, I like Saint Felix. Yeah. Um but I feel like in St. Louis, there like every bar that has the potential to like have a rooftop bar will like fucking do it.
2: Oh my god, same as like,
1: Chicago. Th- yeah, and I feel like here it's like we have amazing weather three hundred and sixty days out of the year. Yeah. And there's like five rooftop bars.
0: You're right. It's almost like LA like, takes it for granted. They're like, yeah, we could do that, but why would we? Whereas, like, St. Louis and Chicago are like, people in these cities like coop up all winter. And then when it's yeah. time, they want to be outside. So let's cash in on this opportunity. And I'm like, LA people want a rooftop bar too. Yeah.
1: You're I right. really That's a do. good point. Yeah. It's something I think about
0: with all this downtime. <laughs>
1: I've thought about it before, but, like, now even more so.
0: Um, Logan, do you have any final thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, I can't wait to, like, reopen this country so I can get a haircut, like, the sooner the better. (laughs) Uh, No, um, no, I was just, like, really excited to, like, see your face and talk to you.
0: I know, that's I miss you. I miss you, too. Um, where can my listeners find you on socials?
1: Um... I think like everywhere, it's get low eighty nine. I love that. Like the Little John song.
0: Yeah, that was like my bat bar mitzvah like grinding song, and by that I mean that was just me wishing someone would grind with me. No one actually did.
1: <laughs> You're like in the middle of the dance floor grinding by yourself.
0: Grinding with nobody, with the air, um, which is okay because uh, I was like thirteen at the time.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you
0: so much for being here, Logan. I thanks for having you me. and. I always love to talk to you, and I'm going to see you on the other side.
2: I know, I can't wait. I okay. miss you. I know. All right, guys. Mwah, we'll see you mwah, next mwah, week. Mwah. Bye.